Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome back to the Bitcoin store for another episode of Innovators. Today, I'm speaking with Mario Gibney from Ledin to learn more about their Bitcoin mortgage product. So as a reminder, the Bitcoin store is a community-funded platform. If you enjoy listening, you can support the project by sending some sats to the QR code on our homepage at bitcoinstore.com. And you can also stream sats using something like the Breeze Wallet, which has a really badass podcast feature. Uh, and at the end of the day, the best way to support this project is just to share it with people who you know that might be curious about Bitcoin, if you benefit from the content. Current Moscow time is 2032 at 7.15.256. And with that said, Mario, welcome back to the Stoa. Thanks for having me back on. It uh, hasn't been too long. It hasn't been too long, no. You, so Mario's usually, been on the show before. when I do a second appearance, it's like, oh, we've seen you like, you know, a year or two ago. How's it been since then? But I think it's been like, what, like a month or two, right? Dude, in Bitcoin, that's like... In Bitcoin years, that's like a year or two, maybe. You know, things move so fast. Yeah. Like a lot happens. Yeah. It's almost like we have this calculation for dog years. We need that for Bitcoin years. It's like, is it seven to one? Is it five to I don't know what it is, but it moves fucking fast. Um, so Mario's been on the show before. If you want more background on him or on the work he's doing at Ledin, feel free to listen to our first episode. But today we're focusing on Ledin's newest product, which I'm very excited to hear about, uh, which is their Bitcoin mortgage. So we're gonna talk about why it was created the problem that it solves for people and how it kind of works by going through a mock situation of uh, the customer experience. Maybe the first thing I'd like to ask is what's it like working on a team that's literally pioneering financial products for a Bitcoin world? Like that's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's, it's super cool. No, I, uh, I'm like, honestly, I'm really grateful uh, to be here. And, uh, and it's, uh, it, to, to be honest, it's a lot of chaos working at a startup. Um, I, I remember when I like first got into the space, like, when you gotta get to see how the sausage gets made, um, it's uh, it's like oh okay, um, and uh, but no, the, like the team here is like stupendous. Like uh, you know the um, I've I've learned a tremendous amount. I have a great mentor here, and uh, you know everybody's really um, like it's been a very very stressful uh, a couple of weeks. You know just like uh, um, uh, you know just with pushing this product out, we kind of had an accelerated timeline for the announcement and. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's always, you know, other stuff, uh, you know, kind of breaking, being be rebuilt in the real time, just that's comes with the turf. Um, but like everybody here just seems to be crushing it. And we, um, and it's, it's great. People are really supportive and collaborative. Um, we don't have that many egos here. So I, uh, I might as well say we're hiring right now. So come oh, cool. check out Latin careers if anyone's out there, but, um, yeah. And at one point I think we should get better at bragging about us. We're, we're above 65 people now. And we have almost no churn here. Like uh, we only had two full-time employees that are no longer with the company now. Um, and I think that's like, that's gotta be close to some sort of a record for the tech industry. Cause usually there's, there's quite a bit of a churn. There's a lot of people coming and going, but um, uh, the team here is pretty, uh, pretty tight knit. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I wake up grateful to be here every day. Powerful, very powerful. Yeah. And I mean, building out Bitcoin infrastructure, financial products for a Bitcoin world is like a really important part of this whole uh, system shift, right? Like if you have cars, but there's no roads, cars aren't that useful. And right now, if your car just appreciates in value at a radical pace, then it is useful. But at some point you want to be able to start driving the car, right? You want to be able 100%. to start getting some utility from this thing you have. And now you want to be able to use it to your advantage. So I think this whole notion that, you know, I'm someone who holds my savings in Bitcoin. My long-term strategy is to never sell my Bitcoin ever. Um, and so, you know, conceptually, this notion of a Bitcoin mortgage solves a big problem for me because uh, if I want to buy a home, 
you know, when homes return to their utility value and get demonetized because it's crazy right now. Um, I want to be able to collateralize my Bitcoin instead of selling my Bitcoin to generate a fiat down payment. And so, um, you know, I think there's probably a lot of other people who are starting to approach this mindset. And so to me, this is like a, you know, this is a powerful solution, regardless of whether it's, you know, this is in its, in its infancy, you're literally pioneering this world of Bitcoin mortgages. So I'm very excited to see where this goes and how it evolves. But, you know, how long has this product been in the works for in terms of like, you know, from the very beginnings of when the Leaden team started saying, oh, maybe we should look at mortgages to, to now, how long is that timeline? And what was really the, the impetus for creating this? Like, what was the need that you saw in the market that drove wanting to put in all this work and do all this crazy stuff to really like dial this in? So yeah, how long has the process been? And what was the, what, what's the why for a Bitcoin mortgage? Sure. The, um, the why is a really interesting question. Um, but um, for, for the length of time, I, I actually wasn't involved in the early stages. Um, I kind of found out about it completely comparatively late and was like, oh, this is cool. I'm excited to talk about this. Um, uh, but it's been like, um, <clears throat> I would guess it's been something around a year, but that, that's, it's going to be that's going to be a question I'll have to ask uh, or it's going to add on. Right. Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I mean, it's been at least like, at least uh, like several months. Um, but uh yeah, the 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 origin of the idea for this is actually not was actually not a mortgage to buy homes. It was um, it was a way to improve upon our existing uh, uh, Levin loans. Um, so yeah, if I want to give the full story, I just just a quick uh, a quick overview of our existing Levin loans. Like the original Levin product was, uh, you know, you collateralize Bitcoin with us, and we're able to issue you a loan in dollars at fifty percent the value of the collateral. Um, one of the challenges here is that the Bitcoin price is very volatile. It sometimes does have very, very fast crashes. Um, and because of this, um, you know, if, if you get to 70% loan to value where, you know, the, the, the value of the Bitcoin has declined such that uh, the amount owed on the loan is 70% the value of the full collateral, uh, we will send a call out and say, listen, you need to top of your collateral and get it down to a healthy level. If it gets to 75, we make another call. And if it gets to 80%, we are forced to take action and close the loan by um, selling, um, you know, 80% of the collateral. And the reason it's got to be at 80% and why there's no grace period is that Bitcoin price moves very fast. And, um, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to guarantee a sustainable product if we had it at risk level such that there was a risk it could suddenly, you know, get to, you know, past 100% LTV. Um, so, um, and that's, that's a big challenge with our product. It's why we caution our users to say, listen, like only take out, you know, um, uh, uh, a Leaden loan with a small portion of your Bitcoin. We strongly recommend you keep some in your uh, BC savings so you can quickly top your collateral. Uh, but despite that, you know, what if you, uh, you know, want to go camping for two weeks? Um, uh, you know, uh, like there, there is a challenge there. And we had one of our, um, one of our earliest clients, um, earliest and best clients really wanted a solution for this. He wanted to, to have some sort of, um, some sort of Bitcoin backed loan, but that was a lot more forgiving and tolerant of price swings. And, um, and this client had, uh, had purchased some real estate, um, you know, not far from, um, uh, like, you know, within, uh, you know, within Ontario, that's where we're starting this program. And, um, mm -hmm. and, you know, it was pointed out that actually, you know, real estate is pretty stable collateral. It's, you know, you can come and check it out and you can see it's worth what it's worth, you know, no matter what happens to, you know, the building on top of it, the land is still going to be worth something. Um, and so the, the kind of origin of the idea was figuring out a way, hey, how can we combine the, the you know, the, the, 
Bitcoin collateral with a more stable form of collateral to allow for a more um, uh, kind of stable and robust uh, loan structure. And that that's the origin of the, the Bitcoin mortgage. Um, so with that intro, like I'll, 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 I'll explain specifically how it works. Essentially, it's um, uh, the Bitcoin mortgage is a blend between uh, existing Bitcoin back loans on the market and real estate, where half the collateral is Bitcoin and the other half of the collateral is um, is real estate. And what this means is that um, it because the the price of real estate tends to be much more stable over time. Uh, you know, like people talk about like, you know, uh, you know, bubbles in real estate and kind of crashes in real estate value. But compared to Bitcoin, it's quite, you know, these crashes are like, you know, you know, 20 percent over the course of a year. Like in Bitcoin, that's like, you know, it sneezes in two weeks and it could do that. Right. Um, I mean, I should say that over time, the trend is that Bitcoin is becoming more stable. But you're right. Yes. I mean, it's not. Uncommon We're not there yet, have, though. <laughs> no, it's definitely right. less. Um, I mean, I don't know. This whole notion of a black swan. You know, it, it's it's oh, it, it doesn't happen until it's ha- until it happens, and it doesn't happen frequently. You know that that's obviously something mm. that people always have to keep in mind. But yes, I see what you're saying. Where real estate is much more stable over time in terms of price um, than mm. something At like Bitcoin. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we do with this is that fifty um, percent of the collateral is Bitcoin, fifty percent is real estate, and again we issue a loan at fifty percent of the total collateral. Um, so that means 100% the value of either collateral individually. So the, um, the, the easiest use case to understand for this is if you own a stack of Bitcoin and you're interested in purchasing a home, but you do not want to sell any of your Bitcoin for a down payment, or perhaps um, you know, maybe you're retired or you don't have income and so you don't qualify for a mortgage. Uh, maybe well, let's, do this some, is- let's do this with some real numbers because I'm very curious. Sure. Like yeah, I looked up absolutely. the average. I'm in okay. Ottawa, Canada which makes sense considering you're launching this in Ontario. Uh, I, I mm. just looked up the average home price in Ottawa and kind of blew my brain up because I was like, holy shit, it like really hit home how crazy things are right now. So as of December 2nd, the average home price in Ottawa, which, uh, which is uh, comes from an aggregate of homes and condos, like all dwellings, is 612000 which is an increase in 20% from December 2020, which is like, that's kind of scary. But anyway, let's just call it 600000 even. Well, let's, I'm let's looking say half to buy- a million. Pardon? Let's go with half a million. Let's go with half a million. Okay. Right. Half a million so, okay. dollar house so, is what I want to buy. I have my savings in Bitcoin. I don't want to sell my Bitcoin. Uh, and let's say, you know, I want to put 25% down, which is on 500 is 125 grand. And let's say I have uh, Bitcoins at 60K Canadian. I have three Bitcoin. I have $180,000 right now. I want to put down 120. I would have to conventionally put, sell 125 grand of my Bitcoin, put that down as a down payment. How can I use a Bitcoin-backed mortgage to avoid selling my three Bitcoin? And how does this, you know, bring us, walk us through sort of the customer experience end-to-end of how this would uh, sure. work? Well, first of all, you're, you're going to need more than three Bitcoin for a half-million-dollar house. You okay. will, the, the total value of the Bitcoin you collateralize has to equal the total value of the real estate. Okay. Um, so we don't provide enough for a down payment. We provide enough for a full purchase of the house. The reason for that is that if the, the real estate is collateralized with us, it can't be collateralized with someone else for a traditional mortgage at the same time. So if you have half a million dollars worth of Bitcoin, you come to us and say, I would like to buy this half a million dollar home. We have to go and appraise the home, make sure its value is um, uh, you know, what you say it is. And then we take your Bitcoin as collateral. We issue a half a million dollar loan. The property is purchased and the property is added to our collateral. And that's it. Um, we have a $500,000 home. We have a million dollars in collateral. Um, and yeah, 500 K from Bitcoin, 500 K from the home and then a $500,000 loan. Yeah. 
Um, so one thing that's different from our uh, existing lead and loans, our regular Bitcoin backed loans, is that uh, there are interest payments for this mortgage. We don't charge any um, monthly interest payments with our existing loans. Um, the interest simply accrues and you pay it back whenever you're ready. Um, with the mortgage, there will be monthly interest payments required. And we're starting off with a two-year term. Uh, I know some people have wanted longer terms. Uh, we would absolutely love to uh, add those in the future. But for the initial launch of the product, we're talking a two-year term. And, uh, and yeah, after, so, I mean, assuming most people own a home more than two years, after two years, you simply yeah. reassess the value of the home, reassess everything, absolutely. and then essentially create a new two-year uh, chunk for the next two years. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, if, um, you know, if hopefully at that point in time, maybe we have a longer um, mortgage available, um, you know, it's possible someone, uh, there could be the option to simply roll it over into a regular uh, Bitcoin backed loan. If, you know, I mean, that, that was something we talked about if there like wasn't sufficient demand for the product, but based on the initial response and the waiting list um, that we've already accrued, uh, we don't think that's going to be a problem. Um, but yeah, so at the end of the two-year term, you can roll it into another two-year or whatever time timeline is available. Um, you can change the Bitcoin back loan, or you can pay back the amount if you want. Okay. Question for you: If after so, say in two years, things keep going at the same pace, it's it's a you know real estate is accreting at twenty percent per year, which I think is mm. you know there's issues with that, but let's just set that aside. So now after uh, what's ten percent of five hundred fifty? So now after two years, my five hundred thousand dollar home is now worth six hundred thousand. Would I be able to essentially recalibrate things such that I can take some of my Bitcoin out um, because my home was appreciated? Like, what is what would that look like if in two years my home is six hundred thousand um, dollars? How how does that change things? Can I lean more on the real estate uh, collateral and reduce my reliance on my Bitcoin collateral? So yeah, actually, you don't have to wait two years. What we're going to do is we, um, again, like this isn't, so keep in mind, um, actually, I should have said this earlier, everything I'm saying on here, this is as the product um, is currently being um, uh, being implemented. But by the time we launch to broader markets in, um, in Q1 2022, there may be some slight adjustments as we learn things with our early clients. So just a heads up for everyone listening to this. Sure. Uh, but what we're looking at right now is that- For timestamp, um, December 22nd, 2021. There you go, yeah. That's right. Still, we're in the distant past, people. Twenty twenty one, still. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. When when the Bitcoin mortgage <laughs> was 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 but um but an announcement. Um, uh, but uh, right. So at the end of each year, um, uh, we are we are planning to offer a, a clause in the uh, in the terms where at the end of each year we can appraise the home to find its value again and see what's happened with the price of Bitcoin. And if suddenly, um, I mean, you know, the more likely scenario there is that like, you know, over the course of one year, the value of real estate tends not to change too drastically. Um, uh, however, over the course of a year, the price of Bitcoin can change very, very drastically. So this is more likely to be an issue for the Bitcoin you've collateralized. Um, but what we're looking at is at the end of one year, we would appraise all the collateral. And if you're over collateralized, we would be happy to readjust and release some of the Bitcoin back to your control. Um, you know, and again, if the, um, uh, yeah, like that, that's kind of the, the main mechanism. And so we would allow that once a year, I guess, um, you know, and then of course, at the end of the two year term, if you're going to roll it over into another loan, then it would be, of course, to be reassessed there since you're technically opening another loan. Now, what would be the threshold for like, um, so, okay. So the, it's like a one year lock in where it's like, okay, we set it, it's a two year term, but each year it gets reassessed and reevaluated. What happens mm -hmm. if Bitcoin goes down 50% within right. that year? What is the emergency threshold to have to, Reevaluate and essentially re-collateralize or readjust things. Well, the, the cool thing is actually 50% is probably safe. 
you're probably okay. Mm. Um, so uh, again, it's best to compare this to existing uh, collateralized loans, uh, Bitcoin loans um, on the market. So for ours, I said before, 80% was the threshold at which we have to take action. There's no grace period. We have to close a loan if you get to 80% LTV. Um, with the Bitcoin mortgage, if we just look at the loan compared to the Bitcoin collateral, if we ignore the real estate collateral for a second, we're looking at, um, it's pro- we're kind of probably going to be able to tolerate up to a 300% loan to value um, of the disbursement, dispersed loan to the Bitcoin collateral, meaning that even if the price of Bitcoin crashes by up to 67%, it would have to crash by two thirds so that, um, so that the amount we've loaned in dollars is three times the amount of the Bitcoin collateral. That is the point we're looking at where we would um, reach out and request a top up. And the cool thing there is, and it's not, it's not a threshold like with, a, with existing Bitcoin backed loans where once you hit it, we gotta take action. We hit that point and we can offer a grace period. We're looking at two weeks right now um, where you have two weeks to top up your collateral and bring it back down to 100% LTV. And again, like I've been saying 100% and 300% LTV, but it's actually less than that because you know of the total collateral, the real estate is still there. The fact right. that the real estate is still there is what allows us to be so much more generous with our, um, uh, with our thresholds and, uh, and the, uh, the uh, kind of time window for you to top up. Yeah, because it's, I mean, the real estate's kind of like a shock absorber, right? It's like the stability anchor that allows things to be buffered a little bit in terms of Bitcoin flu- price fluctuations. So that, that, yeah, that's one of, one of the things that's really cool about the product is that you, you get best of both worlds. You get the stability of real estate when it comes to, um, you know, the health of the loan. And you also get to hold your Bitcoin and enjoy kind of um, any crazy price rises that may happen to accrue during that period. Now, in terms of payments, so you mentioned that, okay, I have... I'm buying a $500,000 loan. I put that up as collateral. I put 500K in Bitcoin as collateral. So I have a million dollars in collateral backing a $500,000 purchase. What I'm paying each month is the interest um, to essentially service that loan. Is that correct? Like I'm paying whatever the interest owing each month is what I pay. Now, what kind of rates are people looking at in turn? I mean, I'm not going to hold you to this. And obviously it's Mm. probably varies a lot, but in that scenario, uh, if I was on your waiting list and I was one of the first person to get the mortgages, what kind of interest rate am I looking at? Um, and that interest rate would be on the 500k purchase, correct? On whatever loan was issued. That's correct. Yeah. So when, when you're paying the monthly interest payments, you're just paying the interest. You're not paying. Um, you're not paying down the principal at all. Right. Um, so that's a good point to clarify. Um, Regarding the interest rate, uh, I can't throw out any exact numbers, but I can say it's going to be in between the interest rates for your typical mortgage and your typical Bitcoin backed loan. Um, and it's going to be close to the Bitcoin backed loan um, interest rate at, at the moment. Uh, the reason for that is that um, essentially the cost of financing Bitcoin um, is much higher than it is for financing real estate. Real estate is very, very long uh, uh, you know, it's it's very very well established. You know, real estate's been around a very long time. There's been a lot of kind of uh, pipes built for it. Whereas um, we're still in the process of building out that infrastructure for Bitcoin, and you know that's why our loan rates have steadily come down over time, and and we're um, we're very hopeful that they will continue to. Um, but um, at the moment, um, because this is a blend of the two products, um, it's the interest rate is going to be in between. It is going to be closer to the rate for existing uh, Bitcoin back loans, mainly because that is the infrastructure we have built out. Um, at Ledin, we're very like we have been working really, really hard to be as efficient as we can in terms of financing Ledin or Bitcoin as collateral. And we're very good at that. And that's what we will essentially have to rely on more early days. As time goes on, um, we are quite optimistic that the rates will come down and we'll get closer to um, existing rates for mortgages. 
But for the time being, you're looking at in between existing um, mortgage interest rates and Bitcoin backed loans, probably closer to the Bitcoin backed loan rates, but definitely lower. Yeah. And I mean, that kind of makes sense to me. It sounds like this more resembles a Bitcoin backed loan in terms of how it's structured than a traditional mortgage. But I would imagine that over time, things will sort of balance out on the continuum so that things approach more of a you know, like anytime you're pioneering something, you have to, you have to play it safe, right? You have to like explore mm. and figure it out, well, like, how is this actually going to work in practice? And I'm sure the feedback loops will be very quick initially. Um, but essentially, you know, if you're, let's just say right now, I believe what you charge is hundred points a month, basically like 1% a month on average for a Bitcoin backed loan. Is that correct? Um, it's less than that. Uh, like right yeah, well, right now there's a two percent admin fee when you open a loan, and then it's nine and a half percent interest, and so it's uh, I guess it's, it's eleven point five percent. Which, when you when you consider uh, a compounding, it actually comes uh, comes out to a decent bit less than one percent a month. But yeah, okay, those are the rough but numbers. Let's just use that for um, for numbers figures. So for I think simplicity's I... sake, sure, let's go, let's call it one percent a month. Sure. So on a five hundred thousand dollar loan, that's five grand a month is what I'm paying. Uh, I believe is that correct? Yeah. So $5,000 or $5, a month would be my interest payment um, mm-hmm. on a $500,000 home. Now that home, is that home written? So Ledin is holding the Bitcoin collateral. That home yes. is that home fully registered in my name as the buyer. So that is owned by me with Ledin having a lien on it. Yeah, that, that's going to function the same way as an existing mortgage. Like you own the home, but, um, but the, the lender, in this case, Ledin has a claim on it should you default. Understood. How has the process of learning, like, have you ever, did you ever think you would learn the microscopic I, granularity of mortgages? Did you, did you see my tweet on this? I did. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've never, I've never had an interest. Like, okay. So Adam and Maurizio, Ledin co-founders actually have a background in, in mortgages and like, okay. you know, our, our legal team, you know, has been working, you know, for real estate for a while. I have never like had any sort of interest in this. And it, it's like, I've, I've never owned real estate. I've only rented my whole life. Um, and it's been fascinating. I've never thought I would learn this much in the last month about how kind of mortgages works and the challenges behind them and like, you know, why, you know, like rates are the way they are. And like, you know, it never occurred to me, for example, like existing mortgages, like they're actually not really, like they're not really, um, like I'm talking like traditional uh, mortgages, they're not really backed by the real estate. They're kind of backed by your cash flows and your income. I didn't realize that right. before. Yes. Like the, the real estate is sort of a backup, but like, you know, they won't, they won't issue you a, um, a, a mortgage if you don't have income, um, right. you know, if you're, if your credit score is really bad, you can, I mean, that kind like, of makes sense. You know, like, how are you going to pay for the mortgage if you're not making any money? Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is too, like the mortgage is also like, it's, um, it's, it's, um, it's issued at very, very close to the, um, uh, to the value of the collateral, right? You know, if you have like 20% down payment, that means you're getting an 80% loan to value based on the mortgage collateral. So they're going to want, you know, cash flows to show that you have a steady income. And, and, you know, I, um, and it, I, I understand where that comes from, but it also means that a lot of people get locked out of the market um, who like otherwise should be able to, um, you know, qualify for this kind of thing. So this is like, this is why it's not just for people who have Bitcoin don't want to sell it. It's also for people who have Bitcoin and like, you know, maybe they've retired early because they have a bunch of Bitcoin they don't want to sell. Maybe they've retired early for other reasons. And they just happen to have Bitcoin. Maybe um, they have poor credit score because they um, pulled out of the banking system when they realized we're, we're building this alternative. Um, so it's kind of cool in that like, you know, we're able to service um, uh, service a um, a chunk of the population that, like, that you don't even have to be like a Bitcoin megabull 
to necessarily find this product um, interesting. Um, right. It's uh, it, it's like, and this is like, honestly, this is this relates back to your earlier question. What's it like working at Leiden? And I kind of talked just about the team here because, like, I know in recent times, I've just been feeling really grateful for my colleagues. But um, um, like one of the cool things is like building services and getting people access to financial services that they wouldn't otherwise have access to. Like this is um, you know, this is just another way we get to do that. And it's like, yeah, it's really like I'm getting all amped up like talking about this. It's it's kind of exciting. It's um, you know, it kind of you know, it, it gives me a similar feeling to like when um. I went down to El Salvador a few weeks ago and got to meet some of our, our Latin clients from uh, uh, from Latin America, which was really cool because there are people there that, you know, like we've been told we, we issued like the first loan to people that just didn't have access to credit of any kind where they were. Um, mm. But, you know, through Bitcoin, they've been able to access that because, you know, they live in countries where, you know, the banking system just, um, uh, you know, to put it generously doesn't work that well. But, you know, morality has in, in reality is just like collapsed. And like now we get to, you know, um, uh, kind of bring uh, uh, access Include to real them. estate to, yeah, you know, and I don't want to get ahead of myself here. Like, you know, it's, you know, at the moment, like this is going to service people who are quite well off because, you know, if you're going to purchase all property outright, but like, that's how these products start, you know, that's how, you know, that's how cell phones began. And like, uh, you know, like any new technology, for example, is going to be first accessible to wealthier people, but, you know, we're going to learn from this. We're going to iterate. We're going to hope be able to bring the cost of capital down over time. Um, you know, that's the goal. And, um, and hopefully service more and more people that, um, you know, for whatever reason might not, um, uh, you know, uh, might not be properly serviced by the existing system. And that's, uh, that's, that's what Bitcoin's all about. That's why I got into this. Yes. Well said. So basically you have a PhD in mortgages now. Uh, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't quite go that far. I um, <laughs> wouldn't quite go there. Yeah. I think I, I, know, I, I think, I think I know a lot about mortgages for someone who's never opened a mortgage. <laughs> fair. Well, I just opened a mortgage recently on a, like a small unit. It's like, I put, we basically, uh, a partner, uh, my business partner and I bought this unit three years ago, four years ago now, uh, when the condo was first being built. That's like the unit I'm in right now. But I saw this firsthand because my business partner has a pretty good equities portfolio that's with his bank. Uh, I don't because I sold it all and put it all into Bitcoin. And so when I applied for the mortgage, essentially the, the bank is like, well, you need to let me know, uh, like show me your assets, right? What are you worth? What assets do you have that we could essentially take from you if you default? And you know, my main one was Bitcoin. They're like, we don't acknowledge that as an asset. I was like, really? You don't acknowledge the world's best asset as a fucking asset? I, this is crazy. It's, but it's, that was a prime such, example. It's such where, amazing collateral because you can, yeah, you can liquidate it so fast. And it's like, okay, sorry, I cut you off there. No, no, that's okay. I was kind of dumb, but it, you're right. It's like the most pristine collateral on planet earth isn't acknowledged as any form of collateral whatsoever by traditional financial institutions. So I saw it firsthand where I had to work a lot harder to show my cash flows and to show my assets um, than someone else who, you know, has their assets in conventional uh, vehicles. And so I saw it firsthand where it's like way harder to get a mortgage if you hold your holdings in Bitcoin, because it's not acknowledged as it's acknowledged as worthless, basically. Um, but, you know, getting to this notion of, okay, Bitcoin is the world's best collateral. It's liquid anywhere in the world. It's getting more stable. Based on that, do you see long-term in the future Bitcoin backed loans being essentially a race to prime because it's such good collateral and carry, like obviously you have to you have to mitigate for fluctuations in the price, right? You have to make right. sure that people's loan to value isn't, you know, it's, Bitcoin still moves quite drastically in relative terms yeah. to other things. Um, but over time, as it gets more stable and as people start to realize like Bitcoin is the best collateral for anything, because if you don't pay, I just sell your Bitcoin and I can sell it anytime for a fairly predictable price in short, short bursts. Um, do you see it as a race towards prime long-term for Bitcoin backed loans or am I, am I uh, being naive with that? 
Um, I mean, I, I'll be personally pretty shocked if we don't see interest rates come down a decent amount in the coming years. Um, you know, I, I don't think I have the expertise enough to say, you know, and like, again, these are long timelines here. So making any sort of prediction is hard. So right. a race straight to prime is, is tough to say with a tremendous amount of confidence. Um, but like, I mean, it's, it's going to be pretty weird if rates don't come down a lot more, because as, mm-hmm. as you say, this is like, it's, it's pristine collateral. Um, I, um, you know, and, and the other thing is, as um, you know, there, there are more, there are mainstream financial institutions now looking into accepting Bitcoin as collateral. And, you know, that means a lot more infrastructure and pipes building out, built out, um, a lot more, you know, efficiency in terms of, uh, you know, the financing. Um, and, you know, as we talked about before, the, the price volatility of Bitcoin has been decreasing over time. Um, that helps make um, these, um, uh, the, these types of products more um, uh, less risky to get involved in. And the less risk there is, you know, the, the better rates you can offer. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, can't make any guarantees, of course. But, um, yeah, I, I think we're going to continue to see um, uh, interest rates come down, in my, in my personal opinion. Um, but, um you know, getting to prime, I, I think, I think that's, that's a longer ways away. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, the other thing that can happen as well, though, is we may see more of these blended, um, these blended, uh, uh, blended loan products. Like, you know, I, I, I don't think we're, I, I know we are the world's first Bitcoin mortgage. Um, we're the only one, uh, you know, we were first and um, kudos, kudos our, to you our first, I'm, I should say. It's so cool that you're Canadian uh, too. That's like, but uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of advantages there too. Like uh, we're, we're, we're very grateful to be where we are in terms of the regulatory environment tends to be more stable than a lot of other places. So um, uh, that's been, um, yeah, that's, uh, I'm quite pleased that we are here. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was saying before though, I, I don't know if we're the first uh, blended, uh, blended Bitcoin collateral product for the market. Um, you know, I'm sure someone out there has done some sort of blended collateral involving Bitcoin. Um, but I, I think that might be something that kicks off more. Like there are other forms of collateral out there that people may want to use. Um, you know, I actually had someone already asking me if we would do, um, uh, you know, Bitcoin backed car loans or something. And I'm like, that's an interesting idea. We should, uh, we like, th- these are things we talk about sometimes. So I think that could, that's going to be an interesting thing, maybe uh, more in the medium term, uh, you know, while Bitcoin is still, um, uh, you know, growing into its own. Um, because, you know, we do have a ton of growing to do, like, you know, people are like, I'm very optimistic about Bitcoin, but I, I like, we have to be realistic that it takes a lot of time for the infrastructure to be built out. In the meantime, maybe we get, do get to see more blended products on the market that, um, that offer more favorable rates. Yeah. And I'm, I must say, I mean, this is, uh, seeing your Bitcoin mortgage be released at this point in time to me felt like this is way earlier than anything I expected. But it's kind of like El Salvador was earlier than anything I expected. And we, the sooner we start the experiment, the sooner we collect data and can refine these things and build up more and build bigger pipes, build more reliable pipes, like you said. So I think it's, uh, you know, someone has to start it. And the person who starts it is going to have the most work involved because there's the least data. But uh, I love that Leden has kicked off. We, the we are learning because- a lot, though. Yeah, <laughs> like the just the, like the questions people are asking and like, you know, we, we did a lot of work in the background being like, OK, what are people going to ask about this? What are we prepared? And you're never going to be prepared for all the questions that pop up. And like some of them are like, oh, no, we should have thought of that. And some of them are like, that's a really interesting question. They want to use it that way. OK, we got to yeah. we got to think about that. You know, there are people out there who who, for example, own real estate and want to get into Bitcoin and want to do this mortgage from the other side. Uh, sure. where like I own a house. Can I use this product to acquire a equivalent amount of Bitcoin? Um we can't like, you know, I, I've, I've been told I shouldn't uh, promise that that's going to be available at launch, but from an operational standpoint, that's 
that should be even easier for us to facilitate. So sure. I, I don't see it. I like, I mean, I'll be surprised if we aren't, um, if, if we don't have people, um, people using it for that in the near future as well. Yeah. And I, I had this car, I kind of brought this up to a friend, a fellow Bitcoiner, and he's like, well, why wouldn't I just take a Bitcoin backed loan out for the down payment, put the down payment down, service the loan, and then take advantage of being able to borrow free money from my bank. And I was kind of like, well, clearly that's another strategy, right? There's going to be multiple, the strategies you can adopt are literally only uh, limited by your creativity of being able to run through scenarios. And so yeah. I'm, I'm really, and I kind of spotted, you know, Preston mentioned that he's doing, um, I think a podcast with Maurizio about the mortgage backed product. So I kind of yeah, cheated you, and looked you, at you all gotta, the questions. You got to pub. You got to publish quickly if you want to, if you want to, um, oh, I'm firing it. this up today. I mean, I don't oh, yeah? know, uh, you know, I'm, you, I'm you might be, you might be second actually. We, um, the first was my own podcast. The, uh, I could okay. plug us the, the unhashed podcast. We, unhashed we, we podcast. had me, we had me on there talking a little bit about it. So I think, I think we were first out the door, Sorry. Um, but Top three. Yeah. I'm happy so, with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was very interesting. I love what, what Preston does. He he's like, okay, I scheduled someone with this person. He has a big following. So he's like, what do you want me to ask? And I'm like, this is perfect. Cause I can just cheat and look at all the questions people ask. And you know, there were some specific questions I was going to ask, but I think at, at this point, it's more like, I want to understand this at a high level so yeah. that I kind of get a, an accurate grasp of like, what is being offered? Do you think over time, and you kind of mentioned this before, but do you think over time things will move from if we look at it at a continuum bitcoin backed loan as it currently exists mortgage as it currently exists clearly we're on the bitcoin backed loan end of that continuum to start with um in terms of conversations at leaden and the pipeline ahead like is the goal to move more towards the traditional oh, mortgage structure yeah okay 100 yeah like i said we have we have all the infrastructure built on our end for financing the bitcoin collateral like like that that's done that's that um we can very very easily repurpose what we built for leaden loans and boom, do it for the Bitcoin mortgage. And now it's a matter of us um, just getting as efficient as we can with the um, with the mortgage side of things. And uh, you know, we're, we're very optimistic we'll be able to to bring these loans uh, more in line with mortgages. Now, if I'm uh, say I'm like the chief at Scotia Bank, and I'm like, well, we got to get into this Bitcoin thing. Uh, instead of starting from scratch, why don't we just go visit Leden and see if they're willing to partner with us? Is that something, have you ever kind of run through the model of what that, of if that comes about, is it better for Leden to just be like, nope, you got to learn yourself? Um, or will Leden ever, you know, like to me, the first Canadian bank that does it, it makes sense for them to partner with Leden on their end. I don't know if it makes sense for Leden on, on Leden's side. Um, is that something that's ever come up in conversation? Because clearly you're like, you're laying down a whole new world in the world of finance. Yep. And clearly banks are not good at adapting to new innovations, right? Disruptive innovations. And theoretically, Leaden is a replacement. Like the only thing that Leaden doesn't offer that would essentially allow me to transition um, my whole financial life to Leaden is a um, Bitcoin backed line of credit. I don't know if that's in the pipeline, but that's like a big, that solves a big problem for me personally. But theoretically, Leaden is a replacement to banks. So I don't even... I don't even know if it would be a value to even partner with banks, although, you know, clearly they have something to offer too, where they have a shitload of customers. Yeah. Is that something that's ever come up conversation? Uh, yeah. I mean, we often talk about it, um, you know, partnering with existing, um, uh, existing businesses, uh, you know, to, to further bridge the gap. The, the other thing is like, sometimes, um, sometimes you just got to do it yourself. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. like uh, uh, I would, bring attention to what's going on in Wyoming. They're making a, uh, they're making it easier for um, businesses to get banking charters themselves. Um, and 
so I, I think there's, there's going to be a combination of, of uh, both of these going on in the space. You're going to see partnerships between existing uh, cryptocurrency companies and fintech startups and, um, you know, existing financial institutions. And, uh, and you're probably also going to see, um, uh, you know, crypto, successful cryptocurrency um, businesses uh, simply start doing more of those activities themselves. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't think I can get more specific. I, I will say that everything you've said has all been discussed a lot internally, um, but it's a bit too early for me to say um, anything more with more details, but I would, um, uh, yeah, no, keep your eyes peeled in the, the new year. Cool. And then in terms of rollout of this, you're starting in Ontario. I was like, I guess Ontario. like, the, and is that starting this year or starting officially in January? Well, I oh, mean, we, we're like two weeks we away are, from that. <laughs> well, there are select clients in Ontario that we, I don't know if we've actually finalized the first mortgages. We may have, um, uh, but that's like, like we're kind of setting up the first ones as we speak okay. um, in Ontario. And then starting in Q1, 2022, we're going to start expanding into uh, different regions in Canada and the first states in the USA. Okay. Um, so for, if you are interested in this, especially if you're North American, I mean, like if you're in another country, we would absolutely love to hear from you as well. Um, and because uh, it gives us a, an idea of where we can start keeping an eye on, um, on, um, uh, you know, regions that we may kind of need to start doing more research to understand, you know, the, the, how things work in those jurisdictions. But, um, if you are interested in this product, please like go to our signup page and go to mortgage.ledin.io. Uh, ledn.io so just mortgage.ledn.io um there's you know it's a product page that gives you kind of an overview of how the mortgage works and there's a waiting list um so all you have to do is punch in your name email um where um the location of the property you're interested in and the approximate value of it and you know if we get uh, you know a ton of people interested in buying property in you know texas or tennessee for example um, then uh, we're going to look at expanding there so near in the future. So yeah, please like let us know if you're interested in this and um, where you're looking. Uh, but yeah, so uh, at the moment we're starting to work like we're we're already starting to work on the um, on uh, uh, the first ones in Ontario and then yeah um, more broadly in Canada and the first American states. Uh, yeah, hopefully by um, yeah we're, we're targeting Q1 next year. Okay, amazing. Last question that I have, and it's, I mean, it's a heavy one, but feel free to answer it at like a zoomed out level uh, with a high level of overview. But one thing I noticed in the questions that were asked of, of Preston on his Twitter, um, and clearly a, a concern that all Bitcoiners will have, and, and um, you know, a concern that they'll want eased by just through understanding is the custody of coins and this whole notion right. that, you know, like at a high level, what is the custody strategy? If I am giving you know, 500K in Bitcoin to Ledin to secure this home that I'm buying, this loan for a home I'm buying. Um, what is the strategy and what are like the precautions taken by Ledin to securely custody and ensure that, you know, all the fault lines have kind of been covered uh, to make sure that I'm, I can sleep at night without fearing that Ledin's going to lose or uh, something like that, my coins. Like what is the custody strategy that gets used at the institutional level with Ledin um, explained in whatever way you want, just to kind of give people a little snippet of information there. Yeah, absolutely. So this is this is where our experience with the uh, existing Ledin loans comes in handy because we had all of that built out already. Um, essentially, you you uh, collateralize your coins with us, and um, a portion of them are held in cold storage. We use uh, Bitco um, as our uh, custodian. Um, we are also extremely well capitalized um, uh, uh, ourselves. Like as uh, you know, Ledin just we just raised seventy million, and we already had a significant stash of reserves before then. Um, most of the coins are lent out, um, 
So this, um, uh, the, we, we lend them out through our trading partner, Genesis Capital. Genesis is uh, the, the, the biggest uh, uh, lender in the crypto space. Uh, they're mainly uh, uh, B2B. Um, so they, um, uh, we lend our coins out through Genesis. They lend it out to a variety of institutions and that's, uh, it generates yield. This allows us to bring the interest rates down on the um, on our lead and loans and on the mortgage. Uh, there are people who actually prefer, they who have requested that um, uh, they would prefer a version of this product where we didn't loan the coins out. Um, the original version of the lead and loan, we actually, um, uh, you could just see the coins in a UTXO that they hadn't moved. So even though, you know, we had full custody over it, which is kind of required for, you know, collateral, like, you know, there are some different models like Unchained Capital, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the client keeps one key and then Unchained Capital keeps one key. And then, uh, you know, a, um, a third party keeps another key. Uh, but this is, you're still giving up custody and that like, you know, the, 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 the person with the claim on the collateral, the entity with the claim on the collateral and the third party will, they have to be able to take it if you sure. default. So uh, the, the giving up custody is, is um, it's inherent to the kind of model. Um, but uh, yeah, we have had people request a version of this where the coins aren't lent out. Um, we, uh, we did find early on that um, the, the majority of our clients actually preferred to have a lower interest rate and, um, mm. and trusted us to lend the coins out responsibly. And, you know, we've been doing this for three years. We have never lost a single Satoshi client funds. Um, so yeah, we're very well capitalized. We're careful who we lend the coins out to. There are, uh, I believe, if not all, it's most are lent out through Genesis. Um, highly transparent. They publish quarterly reports um, and they, um, they are very careful in who they lend their coins out to. They lend them out to institutions that have many, many other assets that will be able to cover any sort of, um, you know, they're not going to default on the loan, even if, you know, their trading strategy that requires them to borrow Bitcoin goes south, they have many, many other assets to cover that. Genesis Capital themselves are very well capitalized. Um, and then just to, you know, as an extra layer of transparency, um, we do proof of reserves um, every six months. Um, you know, we have our, we partner with Armony Nola LLP, um, which is an accounting firm, and we anonymize our data and then expose our books to them. And they go through and they make sure all our assets and liabilities are in order. And if you had any sort of balance on the lending platform um, at the time the proof of reserves is implemented, you simply, you'll get a, you know, a unique kind of hash ID, uh, basically an anonymized identifier, and then you go to Army LLP and, um, you know, you'll be able to see in this Merkle tree they produce that, yep, your funds are in this account um, and you just make sure it's matched. So that's, that, that's a way that we um, are able to, you know, distribute trust. You know that we're operating um, uh, on the up and up. And, um, yeah, so there's there's a lot of stuff we do. Like, I mean, there's a tremendous amount more in terms of just operational security, the way we work internally. You know how much, um, uh, you know, and part of that is just keeping client assets um, uh, safe, and part of it's also privacy. You know, like uh, everything is on a need to know basis internally. Like, you know, I cannot access any data that I don't strictly need for my job. Um, sure. And uh, and you know, like our um, our uh, you know uh, work devices are like. Uh, uh, you know, under very, very strict control in terms of what apps we can and cannot use. We, uh, we build um, the tools we need in-house. We don't, um, uh, we really keep uh, external uh, uh, contracting to a minimum uh, as pertains to, um, you know, like we'll contract out like, you know, a graphic design work, for example, but um, anything that has to do with client assets or client information is, um, is kept uh, very, very close to our chest. And, you know, and we do have, uh, you know, I, I think it's, um, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that we have uh, one of the top records in the space. We've never lost any client funds, uh, never leaked any data. Um, so yeah, and again, this is this is just us being able to leverage our existing lead and loan um, infrastructure. All of this stuff was already in place 
and right. we just need to repurpose it for the uh, for the Bitcoin collateral. Uh, you know, we do we do we often still talk about offering a version of the uh, of the product where the collateral does not move, um, and um, because people often ask ask about this because they, they you know they, there is an additional layer of risk there, but again the trade off is it would require a slightly higher interest rate, and we have found that most people prefer the lower interest rate to that. Um, but if there is enough demand, um, let us know. Um, you know, hit us up, say. Um, and uh, we would love to offer uh, both options and, uh, and then people could choose. Yeah, I think this, you know, in the Bitcoin community, people love to dwell on this whole notion that like, you know, if you're taking any counterparty risk, it, there's a risk there. And, and I agree, counterparty mm -hmm. risk is a thing, but there's also a broad spectrum of counterparty risk based on the uh, reputation and reliability and the strategies used by the counterparty. And so like, I've kind of moved beyond the point where it's like, okay, I don't want to risk uh, catastrophic loss with like the bulk of my assets, but some counterparty, well-informed counterparty risk that is minimized through me understanding the strategies that the counterparty uses. Like that makes a lot of sense. That's how the current yeah. world works. And I don't think we have to always be zero counterparty risk because then you literally miss out on a lot of innovations that are going to be created. Well, it's like I said, there, there are some use cases and tools that, um, that uh, inherently rely on custody. And, um, right. you know, and you don't have to use this if you don't want to, like, you know, sure. if you are, you know, yeah, no one's out letting, person, like forcing like, people to get mortgages. <laughs> like we, like we, we are targeting, like we are targeting like, you know, ledger users and be like, Hey, come leave your coins with us. Like, yeah, that'd be poor form. We get why you're doing what you're doing all power to you. Uh, but you know, we're here if, you know, you want to finance your coins and uh, yeah. And in terms of the proof of reserves, like I found that to be a really uh, powerful thing that you offer. In, in just in terms of transparency, right? It aligns really well with the Bitcoin ethos of full transparency, be able to like check yourself, you know, don't trust verify. Have you seen that proof of reserves model be replicated by any other companies? Because I think it is, it seems unique to Ledin. I don't know if you pioneered it, but have you seen that replicated with other companies? Yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not the first, like you know, BitMEX, for example, did a proof of reserves, um, you know, because they they actually do keep their coins in custody. It's kind of cool. They're able to do it a lot more directly than we were. Like they don't require the third party. Um, um, but of course, it's uh, more of a technical process there. Um, you know, I believe Kraken did one proof of reserves like half a decade ago, but they didn't do it again. Um, you know, we're not the only ones. Nick Carter has been great at pushing, uh, pushing for more proof of reserves across the industry. It should become a standard. Um, I think we did have one of our competitors copy us after we did it. I mean, guys, maybe copy us is, is unfair. Like, you know, it's, you know, we didn't, we weren't the first people who came up with the idea. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, we, again, we were pleased to see that. We want more companies to do it because it's safer yeah. for the, for the industry as a whole. Um, uh, but it is, uh, so I think slowly a few more places are doing it. Um, but in my opinion, it's not where it should be. It, it should be industry standard. Clients yeah. need to demand this from the services they use, in my opinion. Yeah. And I mean, it's a very young industry, right? Like if there's so yeah. it's sometimes it's easy to lose sight of the fact that like, we are literally on the bleeding edge of this. This is brand new. We're figuring it out as we go. We figured out a good amount, um, yeah. but there's a lot more to be figured out. There's a lot more um, understanding to come into this whole industry of like, what are, what are the standards, right? Cause right now there are none. And it's almost like we're seeing right now, different companies implement different standards on their own side. And then from that, I think we'll kind of evolve a consensus view of like, okay, well, clearly this is, this is the best way to protect everyone involved. So maybe we should just make that the gold standard. And if you're not up to that standard, then you're not able to compete in this market. Um, I imagine things will get there eventually. So, yeah, I mean, again, a lot of it, like it's, it's markets and competition, right? If, if right. this is something that, that uh, customers expect and prefer not to use uh, companies that don't do proof of reserves, uh, then you're going to get more companies with many proof of reserves. So, you know, vote, uh, vote with your wallet, right? Yep. Exactly. Come well, check us out. Yeah. Well, Mario, thank you for dropping by the Stoa, telling us a little bit more information about Leden's new product. I think it is really 
just really powerful to see these things in their infancy starting to be built out because it's giving more and more utility to the asset of Bitcoin to people who hold it and maybe even a bit more confidence to put more of their assets into Bitcoin, um, knowing that it will be able to be used and uh, it's still worth something. Like right now, like I said, I applied for a mortgage. My Bitcoin was worth nothing to the bank. But um, at some point, instead of thinking, oh, I hope it's worth something to the bank, it's like, well, fuck yeah. the bank. They're clearly way behind. It's like, I'm just going to go to companies that do this. And uh, so it's really cool to see. Uh, like you said, if people want more info, it's, is it mortgage or mortgages.lend.io? Mortgage, singular, mortgage.lend.io. I'll, I'll give you a link so you can put it in the description. Yeah. Okay. Powerful. Well, yeah. thanks and, everyone uh, for listening. Yeah. The, the other thing I would just say once before is that like, um, if, if you're listening to this and like, if you haven't used a, um, a Bitcoin backed loan before, um try try checking it out like you can like the minimum amount is 500 dollars for one of our loans so you don't have to break the bank to do it um and it's like you might be surprised at its simplicity and like how easy it is to use and again like it's really really flexible like our existing bitcoin back loans don't require monthly payments um you know so you can just pay back whenever you are ready um you know you can do a lend loan to get uh, or a dollar loan to get access to dollars usdc or you can use a b2x loan if you want to use a loan amount to uh, double your bitcoin holdings that you put in the collateral but uh give it a look check it out like even a small amount just get familiar with the product and i think that'll like you know if, if you're a person who is um uh you know interested in in just like learning firsthand how um you know why why the two of us are raving about how good bitcoin is as collateral uh, you'll get it so i that's that's one thing i would urge people uh to check out and uh, yeah hit us up on the mailing list check out the mortgage page that's it amazing that's okay i mean full disclosure i do use Ledin. i use their uh bitcoin savings account i've had a really good experience so far everything is really very smooth very intuitive um, I haven't taken out a, a Bitcoin backed loan yet because I haven't had the use case and I'd rather just leave it in my Bitcoin savings account. But uh, I didn't know that the minimum was $500. So that makes it, you know, it's kind of like Bitcoin is like, just touch it, engage with it at a very, um, you know, with, with not very many funds so that you can kind of reduce the intimidation of doing something big and make, you know, make mistakes or learn the lessons on a small scale. So that's really cool. I might have to check that out. And uh, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed the leaden customer experience to date. And I look forward to, uh, you know, seeing how the Bitcoin uh, mortgage continues to evolve, all the news coming out about that. Um, is there any pipeline for Bitcoin lines of credit? I'm just going to ask you that. You might not be able to answer, but I, I want to ask it anyway, because that's, uh, that's a big one for me. Yeah, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't get any sort of date. Uh, it is something we <laughs> talk okay. about, um, but it's, it's not uh, imminent in terms of release. That's definitely okay. 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 That's okay. At least I got something from you. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for stopping by the Stoa. If you want to support the project, you can go to bitcoinstoa.com, send some sats to the QR code on the homepage. Wishing you all a great rest of your day. Mario, thank you again for stopping by and uh, ciao for now, everyone. Bye-bye.